generous. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and being selfish. Amen. Love is not selfish. Amen. <laughs> to have pastor join us. Amen. You know, pastor was supposed to have joined us when apostle came. So then I was like, it's been a while since you have been here. <laughs> so, you know, a little, and then he's like, I'm coming on Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is with joy and honor that we invite Reverend John Paul, Amen. a man anointed. I am his, one of his biggest fans. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Lift me up and let me stand. I faith on heaven, stable and a higher plane. Pressing on the upward way, new heights and gain. Where these are my, my 
Hallelujah. Amen. Press on and make sure that while you're pressing on, you are persevering through challenges. Uh, I haven't been here in a very long time. I miss, I miss BIWC. Uh -huh. Galatians 2.20. I see a new face here. I don't know whether she was invited or she just bolted and appeared here. But we welcome her anyway. Evelyn, welcome. Amen, amen. Galatians 2.20. Bible says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Shout out to our instrumentalists. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. We love them. Amen. Then our second scripture, Philippians 3. I'll read 12. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to be taking hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Press on and persevere through the challenges. This morning, I'm going to segue into the theme for next month. The theme for this month is press on. The theme for next month is persevere. So I figured that um, the next time I'll be here, we'll be way into next month. So I'm going to touch on a little bit of pressing on, but really segue into persevering through the challenges. And I will dwell mainly on Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. I believe that this scripture holds a serious revelation that explains who we are as Christians and the reality that we face as Christians. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So what is your Christian life like? So if I ask anyone this question, I'm sure that you're going to burst out and say that I wake up in the morning, jump onto morning devotion, and have an hour of time with the Lord, and have my personal time with the Lord, go to work, come back, take a shower, and make sure that I study my word and pray a little bit, have some social interactions with one or two people with my spouse or my friends, and go to bed and wake up again and pray and all that, but I want, you to tell, I want you to know that that is not your Christian life. Hallelujah. Amen. Your Christian life is a life of contradictions. Hallelujah. Your Christian life is in the word. 
is a life of contradictions. You died to sin. But then temptation keeps knocking at your door. Hallelujah. Please let us watch this very closely. Let us be real this morning. Hallelujah. You are dead to sin. But obviously, temptation keeps knocking at your door. How do you persevere through that? So our life as Christians is serious contradictions. It's not that you are sinning. Don't get me wrong. It's not that you are a hypocrite. Don't get me wrong. But inherently, our Christian life has a lot of contradictions. Praise the Lord. You trust God, but you struggle in certain areas. Hallelujah. You believe in Jesus Christ, but there's something mysterious about this life that sometimes makes you even doubt certain things. So today, let us look at how we can press on and persevere in spite of the fact that this Christian life is a little contradictory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Know that some of you are looking at me as, where is this message going? How to persevere through challenges. Maybe you have struggled to hold together. Maybe you've read about the joy of the Lord is your strength. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Maybe you know that the Holy Ghost gives you power because the Bible says that you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You've read about God working in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. But sometimes you struggle to keep this life together. How do you persevere? See, Paul gave, or the Spirit of God spoke through Paul and wrote Galatians 2.20, I think has the clue to what we're talking about. He said, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Paul said, Christ lives in me. Hallelujah. And Paul said, the life I now live in the body. Somebody say, in the body. Or say it again, in the body. Paul said, the life I now live in the body. This Christian life that I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This life that I now live, this Christian life that I now live, Paul saying, I live in the body. Hallelujah. And not only do I live in the body, but I live by faith. In the Son of God. Charles Spurgeon, when he was describing this verse, he said, your life as a Christian, quoting, your life as a Christian is a very strange one. I am crucified, nevertheless I live. Look at the contradiction. I am crucified. Crucified, like you said, I'm dead though. Nevertheless, I live. How do you hold these two things together? Charles Spurgeon, the great theologian, is asking. He said, what a contradiction. He said, the Christian life 
is a matchless riddle. No worldly person can comprehend it. And even the believer himself cannot fully understand it. He knows it and all its enigmas. He feels it's an impossible task. Matthew Henry, the great commentator, he said that that you died and yet you live. That you live and yet Paul said it is not I who live, it is Christ who lives in me. He went forth and said, there is a mystery and that is why sometimes it doesn't make sense what is going on in your own life and experience as a Christian. So this morning, let us look into this mystery. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Let us look into this mystery. We are Christians. There are two fulcrums, two foundations that we can extract out of this scripture. Galatians 2.20 And that is this Christian life is lived in the body and then secondly it is a life lived by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Lived in a body, but also in his life, lived by faith. Not only by faith, but he further on describes this faith. It is a faith that is given to us through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Bible says that who lived in us and give himself up for us. So the life we live in the body we live also by faith. Through Christ who lives in us. Hallelujah. Amen. And died for us. Praise the Lord. So two four crumbs this morning. We live in the body but also by faith. In the Son of God. I believe, beloved of God, these two statements gives us a firm understanding of a life as a Christian. Watch this. So your life is lived in the body. That means that you will always feel the pull of the flesh as long as you live in this world. You will always find times in your life that you lack courage. Don't be despair. It is because it is a life you live in the body. So the body sometimes will rear its head and say that lack courage. Sometimes you will lack courage. Sometimes you will entertain fear. Keep pressing on. Keep persevering. Sometimes you might fail a little bit. Sometimes you might lament about your own failure. Sometimes you might even question the things that occur in your life. Beloved of God, keep pressing on. Keep persevering because it is just because it is a life that you live in the body. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes you will experience weakness. Eventually, you experience weakness sometimes. Look, let me tell you the truth. There is no Christian on earth that can stand boldly before your presence and say that I live a life smoothly as a Christian and nothing on this earth attacks me. Nothing on this earth. I face nothing. The life is smooth. That is a lie from the pit of hell. 
Sometimes you experience lack of courage. Sometimes you entertain fear. Sometimes your body will be drawn to things that are antithetical to what we are studying, what we believe in. And it is because it is a life that we live in this body. Hallelujah. Sometimes you experience anxiety. Sometimes you experience doubt. Sometimes you have feelings of inadequacy. Sometimes you have feelings of loneliness. All of this, beloved of God, they flow from the reality that we live a Christian life in the body. In this biological, physiological drawback. In this body which has such drawbacks, that is a reality. If you are here and you experience those things, don't beat yourself too hard. I encourage you that think about pressing on and persevering because even though the flesh draws you into thinking these things, that is not the whole story. The first hinge is that we live a life in the body, but the second hinge, the second fulcrum, is that we also live a life by faith in the Son of God who loves us and died for us. Christ is with you. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. So you can look to him, beloved of God. You can count on him, hallelujah, in every circumstance. In every circumstance, this body draws into the areas or the things of disappointment in the areas or the areas where your body experiences the flesh and the weakness of this world and the attacks of this world. Remember that the only way to persevere and to press on is to remember that he that is also in you is greater than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. It is for you to have a cognitive uh, uh, knowledge, cognitively understand, intrinsically make sure that you know intrinsically that there is someone who lives in you. Even though my life, Reverend Jampo, as a Christian, is that you live in this body, but in this same body, there is one who lives on the inside of me who cared enough to die for me and get me his Holy Ghost power, which dwelleth on the inside of me. So when my mind thinks physical and fleshly, I know that there is a spirit that lives in me that takes that fleshly thought and says that, Reverend Jampo, that is not yours, but this is how you need to think. You need to think spiritual. It is a life lived in the body, but also by faith through Christ who died for us. No one is perfect. No one is perfect. Show me somebody who will declare that I'm the perfect Christian and who will pray for him right now or her right now and deliver him from the spirit of lies. The spirit of God is in you. Praise the Lord. Oh, I said praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Christ is in you. Christ's presence is with you. The presence of the Holy Ghost is in you. The power of the Holy Spirit is in you. 
So even though there are times that I feel like doing nothing, just retreating to my past, or even though there are times that I get tired, there are times that I don't want to press on, I don't feel like giving up, I don't want to persevere, understand that there is someone in you who is able to hold you along through this process. You are in Christ. You live in the body. These are both realities. But Christ surpasses the events that the body will bring you. Hallelujah. Sin is always lurking. Sometimes I'm like, God, why did you make it like that? Sin is, you see, when you become a Christian, you are dead to sin, but sin is not dead to you. Sin is not done with you. Let me put it that way. You are dead to sin. You have authority over sin, but sin is not done with you. Hallelujah. This part of the uh, house is not saying the amen. So let me repeat again. When you become a Christian, even though you are dead to sin, sin is not done with you. Hallelujah. But the secret is you have authority over sin. I want to, just so you don't think that this is just Reverend Jumper saying, I want to give you some scriptural references that the great apostle himself went through, experienced, so that we will understand what is going on with this Christian life. 2 Corinthians 1, 8 and 9. 2 Corinthians 1, 8 and 9. Paul said, we do not want you to be uninformed. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure. Actually, let's read it together. Go. We do not want you to be ignorant. Let's read it together. Go. We do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. Verse number nine. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead. Hallelujah. Amen. This is Paul. This is Paul talking, beloved of God. We were unbearably crushed. This is the experience of God. He said that when we consider this life in the body, then we see that we were unbearably crushed. Hallelujah. Amen. When we battle in this flesh, when we separate ourselves from the spirit and live in this life, Paul is saying that it got to a point that we even wanted to die. It got to a point that we were so crushed that we sensed death and we said, God, maybe it is better for us, we longed for death. But he said that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. There is always something on the inside of you. His name is Jehovah. His name is the Spirit of God. So when you feel crushed, you turn to that which is on the inside of you. 
and said that I'm coming to you for strength. I'm coming to you for power. It is not that I'm a sinner, but because I live in this flesh, those thoughts will come. But beloved of God, the one that is inside of you is saying that he possesses the power and anytime you go to him, he will give you the strength Amen. to cancel it out. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4.11 and 16. So 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 11, and then we go to verse number 16. Bible says, for we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake. Is there anyone here who is a Christian? Is there anyone here who believes in Jesus? See, so that is your crown. For we are alive, we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. Hallelujah. Always been given over to death. This is Paul talking. It is shipwreck upon shipwreck. It is flogging. It is persecution. The real experience, he experiences wounds in this body. And he experiences difficulty in this body. But Paul said that so that the life of Christ will be revealed in this my mortal body. When my body, when my flesh is sick, and I go to Dr. Nati and he gives me an ailment, I mean a, 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 a medicine, and I get healed. It is God who has healed my body. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. When I am sick and I lift up my hands and pray to God and I, and I recover, it is God who has made my flesh recover. Verse 16 said, therefore we do not lose hearts. Beloved of God, don't lose hearts. Beloved of God, persevere through the challenges. Press on, beloved of God. He said, therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly, we are wasting away, yet inwardly, inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Christian who is physically, the body is in physical decline. Christian who has been battered. Is there anyone here who is over 50 years? You know what I'm talking about. That between the ages of 25 to 45, 49, by the time you hit 50, 55, you look back and you will see, you will understand who this God really is. Because sometimes it is just amazing what we went through and how this Jesus, this Christ, this spirit who lives in us has taken us out and brought us to a place of confidence. His name is Jesus. His name is the Holy Ghost. He possesses the power. He lives on the inside of you. So even though this life you live in the body, sometimes it is very difficult. I, I want you to understand that keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 7, 5 and 6, For when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest, but we were harassed at every turn, conflicts on the outside, fears within. Is there anyone here listening to the sound of my voice who not maybe you haven't been physically harassed, but the things you've been through, it is utmost harassment, conflicts on the other side, fears within. Paul, I love Paul, fears within. Hallelujah. But the sisters, but God. Say, but God. Say, but God. 
but God. But God who comforts the die cast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. But God. But God. A man who had such extraordinary faith went through some. If Paul had a son or a daughter, I'm sure Paul would have said that sometimes that my son got so sick. Sometimes that my daughter got so sick. Sometimes that my children gave me such pain. But Paul would say, but God. But God. But God, who knows the future from the beginning. Uh, he takes them and turns them around. Uh, turns their sicknesses around uh, and grants me a testimony. But God. But God. Who gives me new life. Who comforts us. By sending a friend, Titus, he cares for the details of our lives. But he knew that send Titus over and they will be fine. Second Corinthians 12, 7 and 9 will bring our message to an end very closely, very shortly. Second Corinthians 12, 7 and 9. All because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. A messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Three times I told God, God, I cannot press on anymore. God, I cannot persevere anymore. Take this away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient to you. Hallelujah. My grace is sufficient for you. Paul said, God said, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, about the things that the flesh brings upon me. I will boast about them, about the temptations, even about the mistakes I've made. I will boast upon them because I know his grace is sufficient and there for me that I will face tomorrow successful. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Hallelujah. Paul talked about Satan tormenting his body. But he persevered. He pressed on because the grace of God was with him. I knew this body will go through torment. This body, sin will lurk all the time. This body will go through temptation. This body will be Christ. But Christ in us, he gives us sufficient grace to persevere and press on in the future. I will jump. There are very interesting scriptures, but I think time is fast spent. So I will jump over and then look at, you know, I'm not going to jump over. Hallelujah. If I get you like this. I have to preach. Hallelujah. Let us understand this principle, beloved of God. I want us to look at Romans chapter 6, verse 2. Bible says, by no means we are those who have died to sin. Now, this is the crux of the message. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Hallelujah. 1 John 3, 9. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born 
of God. So the body will bring you close. The body will push your mind into thinking certain things, into wanting certain things, to becoming weak. But Bible is saying that if you are born of God, because of the power that is in you, you have that power to abstain. Amen. Hallelujah. I didn't hear amen very strongly on that one. Whether you like it or not, I'll give that to you. There is a power in you that will make you stand. You see, and I think I've said it here before. I say that all the time. I've used that a hundred million times in my Christian work. Many times I stand in front of the mirror. And what do I say to the person in the mirror? Reverend Jumpo, I know what you are thinking. I know what this body, you want this body to do. I know that this week you are getting lazy. But I'm speaking to you right now. There is somebody that is on the inside of you. Who incurs, you incur his displeasure. So rise up and do what is right. Doc, you're laughing at me. But it's the truth. And sometimes you, you need to stand in front of me and say, you know what, buddy, sister comfort, dickness cunning, I know that you are tired. You are looking at her in the mirror. It is you who is looking at her in the mirror. I know that you are tired. Everything, I know that you are tired. I know that everything on the inside of you is screaming that no prayer meeting today, but whether you like it or not, today you are going to that prayer meeting. Tell that body. Let that spirit on the inside of you rise up to overcome that flesh. Speak to that flesh. Preach to that flesh. Hallelujah. So let me give you, let me just jump down to give you three principles that would help us press on and persevere. The first principle is the knowing principle. Knowing principle. Romans 6, 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Knowing principle says, know that Christ has died for you. Amen. Knowing principle says, men found want to do anybody else. Know that for you, Christ has died for you. Amen. Know that for you, you belong to the family of God. Know that for you, you are dead to sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Simple. When you don't have the knowing principle, when you don't know the knowing principle, you take things for granted. Knowing principle says know who you are in Christ. Know where you are from. Know the sort of effort that was put. Somebody went on the cross and died for you. Know that he sacrificed for you. Know that your life is precious. Young ladies in the house, know that your life is precious. Hallelujah. Know that nobody can just come around and fool around with you and run away. No. Know who you are. Young men in the house, understand that you are a king, someone's king in the family in the years to come. Don't go around and just mess around. Know who you are in Christ. Parents in the house, know who you are in, the, in, in Christ Jesus. Know how to handle situations. Know how to handle your children. Be patient with your children. Don't exasperate them. Parents in the house, know who you are. 
The second principle is a resistant principle. You have the power to resist. Bible says that submit yourselves to the Lord and resist the enemy and he will flee from you. Hallelujah. Please, don't just resist the enemy. He said, submit yourself to the Lord. Hallelujah. Have the power and then you resist the enemy and he will flee from you. Resisting principle. And the final principle is a pursuing principle. Pursue after the things of God. Know who you are in Christ. Resist the enemy. Pursue the things after God. It is not by mistake that we encourage you to work in the house of God. It is not just flimsy by requesting you to hold certain positions, putting you into responsible positions in the Lord, in the church, in Christendom. It is a way to make you accountable to God, to people, and to the church. And once you have that level of accountability across board, it is very unlikely that sin will lurk at your doorstep and overcome you. Let me tell you my secret. I have three levels of accountability. First, to God. Second, to my family. Third, to my church. When anything comes at me, I just run them through these levels of accountability. Is God going to be pleased? Okay. Is my family going to be shocked and disappointed? Okay. Are church members going to be disappointed? If it passes all through, check, check, check. I tell the enemy, you are a liar. Know who you are. Resist the enemy. Pursue after the things of God. Shall we be on our feet? I have come.